0: Hello everyone and welcome to the 12th episode of Something in the Crumb. We are so excited to be here today with you. I am Unsung Kim and I'm Kim Wen. And today we have a very special guest joining us. Hi, I'm Cindy Mochizuki
1: Um, and Cindy is our favorite Japanese witch living in rat city, <laughs> rat, um, city, rat, city is vancouver. rat city is vancouver i did not designate that title cindy designated that title but it's unfortunately very accurate um at the moment um but cindy cindy and i have known each other for a number of years i think actually maybe it's been like 12 years I think. I think it's um, a long time. Do you know what it yeah. was? I think I invited you to come yes. speak
2: in my class when I taught yes. at Emily Carr University.
1: Yes. I think that was like 2008 yeah. or 2009. 2008, a long, long time, time ago. Yeah. 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 So we've known each other a long time. Um, and Cindy is my personal resident witch. Um, she has foretold many things in my life. Um, but, you know, just kind of continuing on um, our conversation from the last episode where, um, we were talking about the K-drama Tomorrow With You, um, and we discussed a lot of things about the future, um, desiring the future, wanting to change one's fate, um, a lot about uh, transformation, um, and sort of, you know, the things, the ends that people will go to, to... um, Kind of transform their potential path in life as well as a desire you know kind of a ongoing desire um to always know what's to come and to prepare for it in a way um and so we thought it would be wonderful to invite uh cindy to join us as someone who has a third eye and sees the future um so that we could unpack a little bit about about this desire um and i think maybe we wanted to also um talk a bit about a scene that was in tomorrow with you, uh, that actually involves a fortune teller on song. You maybe want to share that?
0: Yeah. So right after, um, the main character finds out her husband is a time traveler and actually accepts that he is, uh, she goes to a fortune teller, um, kind of more like a shaman, um, type of person, someone who does like, uh, yeah. And then she asks about her future because essentially she's trying to test her husband's knowledge of the future. And she's like, I want to know what's really going to happen. And the fortune teller tells her that the, her future is great. Nothing bad is going to happen. Because the premise of the show is that like he has to go into the future because he the, the future is limited for the both of them. Like, that they both die. Something happens. Um, so this kind of back and forth from the future to the present is about him trying to rectify this. Um, and at least expand his future. And so the fortune teller she goes and sees says like, no, actually your future is great. I only see good things for you. Like you have nothing to worry about. Sends her away, then immediately turns to her assistant and cancels all of her appointments. She's like, you have to cancel my appointments. There's something wrong with my energy. I couldn't see anything into her future. Like there, I couldn't have, a, I, there, I, um, I wasn't able to get a reading she was so, like, and the fortune teller kind of immediately blames herself. She's like, I think there's something wrong with my energy. Like, because I I don't know why I can't seem to read this person. So she shuts it all down so that she can try to figure out what's happening on her end. But this scene is presented to us as, like, well the reason she can't see is because her husband keeps kind of going back and forth from the future back to the present. So it's constantly being altered and things are being altered. So she can't see because it's has not yet been defined is like something that we're supposed to gather from this. Um, But we thought that that was really interesting and kind of appropriate in our conversation with you because we wanted to talk more as Kim mentioned about this desire to know more about the future, to change the, fu- the future, not even so much because it's the future, but because you're really interested in changing the present. And that's sort of how we understood uh, the, the the way in which this kind of like fortune telling, time traveling was being articulated?
2: I think it's interesting, well I think it's interesting because um, for me, I mean I've been reading fortunes for about 24 years now and I am also, as much as I am someone that reads fortunes, I'm very skeptical of, I'm also like what is this, what is this sort of What is this practice that I've cultivated and what am I doing and I think um, and I guess it keeps me humble in, in a sense as I do this but the more I read for people Um, you know, there is a pattern of accuracy. There's something where people will come back to me to be like, you know, Cindy, I didn't know what the heck you were talking about at that time, but it unraveled in time unraveled in the way that you said it. And, um, many people, I have conversations with people. I really love doing the readings. And then afterwards, I really like to go back, um, and talk to these people and be like, so how did it unravel? And they always say it wasn't through a lens of literal time. So as I'm saying it, you already have in your mind, okay, she's talking about one, two, three, four, five, this thing that I know, and I can identify with, because those are the signifiers that you, your body, but then as you pass through time, or you pass through these events, you're like, oh, it's this thing. Um, and so there's this, there's a kind of uh, you know, of understanding things as we go day by day. What the tarot reveals is that there's a, a, other systems in place or other kinds of methods of reading, maybe in terms of what's happening today in the world and that we're in this pandemic. And, you know, um, all these, like, many chapters of history are kind of unraveling in a packed three months. is like how these systems within ourselves how the way in which we view the world or see the world or make meaning um, get called into question uh, or, and, and how we kind of, how we navigate and work our way through. So those are some things that are coming up when I think about the tarot or fortune or the future right now.
1: Yeah. I really like how you use, you described it as an unraveling, you know, Mm -hmm. as opposed to, Um, imagining, like, time in a very linear way, in a way that's like, it's continuously building up somehow, Mm -hmm. but this idea that you're, like, unraveling it, you're taking it apart, and it actually, in that process, reveals, like, Mm -hmm. other times, you know, that also exist in, in concert with the, the apparent literal time that we think that we already are living within, so I do think that that's actually a really interesting way to also imagine um, even our current moment, right, that it, it isn't, It's like we're not even in um, a particular moment yet in which it's about uh, that future is not in existence. We're, like, still kind of unraveling the parts, you know? Like, we're still taking all of these things apart in order to create something new, which is also, like, I think feels very um, counter to how we've been trained to understand how things are, quote-unquote, built, you know? That they can only be built in one particular kind of way.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: And I think a lot of people come to the reading,
2: depending on who they are, obviously, um, they come to the reading thinking, or I think people traditionally view a psychic or a fortune teller uh, or a person that offers that service as um, as an individual that's going to give them the key. Here, I'm handing you the keys, and this is the formula so that you could go build your big tower or whatever, or, you know, that you could accumulate all of this. But I think in my readings, it's more like... Um, how, are you going to, how do you stay afloat and survive? Um, and you will continue to unravel, even in the best of times and the worst of times. We're always questioning. You're in a stasis of, of movement um, or even stillness, but actively moving through. And it, and it kind of gives you a, to, a set of tools to go through that. But there are a lot of people that would like to have the big answers answered. I just don't like reading for those people, but those people tell me she show up, but you can't stop them or no. but they really want to know that they really want to have concrete results at the end. Um, They have very different ideas of what is okay or safety or um, that they're going to get through it or, you know, that they're going to, you know, there's, I think it's like, I don't know what to call them, but they're like, it's almost like they think time is a tower that there's, and then that's the end and we'll never have to do work anymore. We get to that ivory tower, we're sitting in there. We don't have to do that. It's not like that. Right. And I think in the way I give the reading, people have come back to say, they come back a second time. Oh, I thought that, um, or I had ingrained in my body and, and the way I work that, 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 that was the last step, but it's not about this last step it's about you know we're still rowing that boat going through and figuring it out um and it's it's almost like somebody recently actually interviewed me and asked me is how like because i read if you i mean and both of you have had readings with me i go through the western um month the chart from january to december and short time through years and that sort of thing and um it is, it does move, like, I guess it moves on the, on the, the, on the table for me, left to right, Um, and somebody was like, how do you, what is that, what's, it does that, has the shape changed for you, and I think now I kind of feel like maybe I'm actually just touching on circles of skins, or, like, is a different thing that I'm, and I wonder now, I'm, I may start to change the readings so it's not about months or not charting especially during the pandemic you know it's i think I I don't know I have to think I still do months but like maybe it's a different uh surface now or a different shape to think about time and a lot of the readings also now are, there's a, it's more like since we're not going anywhere it's a very much about an internal internal uh, a, a bunch of steps like almost like a spiral staircase that's like this internally yeah. and I'm reading like you know here we are here but we're coming down here or we're moving up here um so sh- you know shapes of time have been really interesting
0: yeah so I guess um we wanted to ask you like if you could take us a little bit through your process like what it used to <laughs> be you already talked about what it used to be and then what you're thinking of but um, we wanted to ask you a little bit about the how fortune telling is like not necessarily fortune making as in like do you find that um, I don't know, like this question of like how much of the future can you change, how much of the present can you change with knowledge about the future it just kept coming up in the previous show, but it's also just been really on our minds because of everything that's happened. Uh, happening in the world is like yeah you want to change the future and you want to change the present um yeah and what is what do you need what are what's the information you need and like how like just like about like navigating that we wanted to to like have you talk about it okay yeah
2: in terms of a process like how Mm -hmm. it works Mm -hmm. i mean i think people oftentimes you know i i You know, my services of reading are just out there to the public. And usually when they arrive or they come for a reading, usually I would say a person is at a crossroads or um, the person is standing at the end of a year or at the top of a year or at a certain checkpoint or a, a, a point of pause in the year, right? But I would say probably crossroads because there's some uncertainty and the person would like another way of looking at what is ahead of them or they want to know that what if whatever is ahead of them is okay. Um, or like, especially right now during this pandemic, people are be like, now it's more like, what should I just focus on now since we're not going anywhere? What could I be doing to better myself? A lot of questions like that. And I, and, um, it, and so I guess that's sort of what I'm doing in the evocation of like using the cards and sort of telling, reading the pictures. Um, because it doesn't have, like to me, I don't, a lot of these people, I don't know. They're like first, I, meet, I mean, I so, mean, like I would know you two obviously read a couple year for a couple of years, this sort of thing, but sometimes it's a complete stranger. Like they pop up on my zoom and I'm I don't know that person, no history with them at all. And I'm just going to start reading. And so, and I use a deck of cards that I've had for 24 years. And it's just, to me, it's almost like I'm reading um, fast moving pictures that are distilled like literally in, in cards um, and trying to make a connection um, through the screen. Um, and um, also, that I also believe it's kind of about making a space. And I just take ethical care in the sense that sometimes you know some news isn't the greatest news but I tend to focus on uh, someone who's also like do you not ever say anything negative like this <laughs> like I come out of here thinking like I feel I could take on the world like I feel very positive and so just for my own well-being also I feel like Um, I read the best possible scenario but even in the best possible scenario I also tell people there it's almost like there's a yin and a yang there's a high point and there is also going to be a low point even if I say to you you're going to win a million dollars like you could take that million dollars in a minute and lose it all or you can make a bad and like it could just go the other way very fast so that each little thing I say has the capacity to just kind of Uh, go one way or the other way or or internal or disappear so i also say to people don't hang on to it for so long like don't attach yourself to these things but here i'm going to narrate a set of stories or passages and um and usually for the person and i i wouldn't know what these signifiers or these words or phrases or sometimes like who is gary or like (laughs) names of people mean but then they take that information and um use it as just i think use it i guess use it in a sense that um they have to they now have to take initiative and do something and make change or still sit on the bank of the sand and be like i'm not going to jump into that ship quite yet or wait or whatever um because i can't do that i can't do the change for them i'm just basically reading a set of I'm reading something and it's like, it's your, it's your call for this, for this action to happen. Now you've got to you've got to make that last step. And I'm, I, and I also refuse to do it for you. You do it. You do that work. Goodbye. Third eye is closing. (laughs) That's (laughs) kind of how it works. Um, and I usually tell people like, don't attach yourself too much to it. Like, you know, you have the recording of me reading, but you know, listen to it in a few months and then see, Um, and then I think what's most powerful or effective is that six months later, you'll read it, listen to it and be like, Oh yeah, that was that. And I got through it and I went through it. Um, or like, you kept talking about this, like eccentric maddening lady that's going to affect me at work. And then because you said it, I was able to shield myself or just remind myself. And you had said, you know, you had said, um, don't take it personally or, you know, um, think of a way of working together or that this is, this is going to occupy your psychic space. So just be aware of the month of June that this, and even just that is sort of like, okay, I was told this and I knew I could get to the other side and it was just, you know, just four weeks of this, but, and I got through to the other side. Um, yeah. So I just feel, I feel like I just present a, a, a set of um, opt possibilities, I guess. And it, then it's essentially up to you to make your fortune happen or not. I mean, I've had somebody be like, I refuse to, I refuse to listen to this. This is not my thing. I'm, this is not the way it should be and never come back again. But then contact me a year later and be like, it was the truth. <laughs> it was, it was, it was what it, but I just I didn't want to hear it anyway. I threw your file away, but then I remembered what you said and it was, it was that, like, I've, I've had somebody write maybe with a not a nice message to be like, no, I don't think this is right, but then that person like six years later apologized and said it was actually right, and they were hard things to hear, but I mean, to me, they didn't seem very hard things, so it was all about change, but for her she was like, these are hard things to hear, but then they end up
1: happening. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's worth like talking a bit more about um, that kind of emotional capacity in a way to, um, you know, essentially it's like, I think you've talked a little bit about this, about how some people respond in some particular ways with the information that you provide and then other people, um, sort of take it or leave it, you know, and, and, you know, how much of a, a certain kind of receptiveness, you know, like an emotional openness in a way that allows you to, Take this information um, and either make yourself more perceptive, or aware, or attuned to like the potential of these things, or if it's like about a kind of manifestation of it, you know, because you're being open to it. Um, versus like someone who it's. I think we always kind of assume that it's like oh they're resistant or that they're non-believers or you know all of these things, yeah. but actually some of the people I think that you um, have read for that have had the most challenges or difficulties. It's almost like they're almost too open or something, (laughs) and you know, where it's like, they've let in too much that they have no kind of, um, uh, they've, they've kind of lost sight of like their kind of agency within their own sort of emotional sort of space in a way where it's like, they're just like, well, you told me that this was going to happen. So I didn't like, it was like, Like you were just talking about with the tower you know where it's like laid out for you and i don't have to do any work anymore so maybe you could tell us a little bit about like in your experience too like that kind of um that kind of emotional capacity or labor you know that sometimes people also uh when they give up on it or something or they don't kind of work at it like that they're not getting the results that they also want
2: yeah like i think
1: well i think in in the sense that like
2: in in like you know, in, in the in the society or the world that we're in now, obviously, people want easy answers. They don't want to do the labor or the work, right? So, um, and they forget also that I'm a human being. <laughs> like, you know what I'm? Like, I'm a human being, just like they are. And I have, you know, like, I'm, I'm human, you know, I'm not, like some i am a japanese witch but i'm not like i fly down from a mushroom tower like gold you know what i mean with resilience and and super strength or whatnot but um i think you know because it's hard to do the work sometimes whatever that work or labor that you have to do is difficult and um and also you know i'm reading things obviously I'm reading things and they're maybe more poetic or nuanced or symbolic or metaphoric and people are like, I don't have time for
0: that. I don't have
2: time for this. You know, I want like, you know, give me a roadmap that will lead me to this and then I'm going to be fine. Right. Um, and so sometimes there's a misunderstanding of the process between myself and or between the individual and what, and the services or the, the, the practice that I have um and for me it's it can be draining like i'll know right away as i'm reading for the person like oh my goodness this one hour is tough because this person will completely challenge me through this whole time but they've paid for this you know performance of me doing this um and there are things that i will do to just kind of mentally protect myself through it but um you know, I I still for, I forged through it and I perform. I, one what the hour of the reading is, but yeah, there you know in those instances, people. I think your mind is so set on what the future should be and will be and will benefit you that it's so hard to hear something else or uh, they really really want to change or they really really want um, a result to be this the tarot or the cards or the situation is is asking for this individual to look at something else they don't want to look at that they think is irrelevant there's no connection to economy or capital or if the person's really just focused on money it's like I don't want to focus on this thing like you know I I, I want to focus on this other thing and the the cards and my cards are like it's actually this is something that's really interesting <laughs> the cards will get angry back so I'm like i've been in i've been in situations where i'm in my mind i'm like oh my god this is just going bad and the cards will just perpetually throw out darker cards like that tower the three of swords the nine of swords like and i'm like oh my god and my cards will react i remember one time a window flew open and a candle blew out and i'm like now look now look what you've done <laughs> <It was bad. laughs> The whole atmosphere, like the studio lights are blinking, and like the cookies that fell off the table, or like, you know, like, and it's, I think it's sort of like, hey, listen, behave, you know, I'm human too and you can't control everything and this is also a game not a game but this is also this like moment where we're just let's look at possibilities and let's not put too much meaning on everything and let's stay light here let's play let's figure out things together let's collaborate and it's like no you know but that's life that's you know those are situations we have in our work in our work environments at school and different institutions like you know in the world today like all of that right and so um yeah, there's a lot that we don't want to see, or we don't want to look at. And they come up because I'm just kind of flipping cards and reading things as they are. And they may not affect me, but they're affecting obviously the other person.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Could you tell us a little bit about what this power is that you have? Um, how you, how you got it. I mean, I don't even like that sentence as I say it out loud. Right. Because yeah, yeah. I think that like, um, there's maybe like, not,
2: maybe it's not a power. Maybe it's just a, an ability,
0: an ability, okay, an ability. maybe. So like, could you just tell us a little bit about your, th- this ability? Um, cause right before we, uh, you know, you joined our call, like I was telling him that like the little that I know about like fortune telling and shamans and the kind of like non-religious institution forms of ability that women have um, and uh-huh. in Korea specifically, I'm talking about um, is was really kind of um, taken up by exclusively like young poor women or poor women in particular. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So yeah. the tradition of it, of of this whatever this is this like insight into the future. Uh-huh is not from these quote-unquote official sources, official positions of power, which I do think is like part of my draw to this is that like, you know, like I never really know, (laughs) right? When I read a horoscope, I don't really ever know. I did have a reading once in Korea when I was like 14, 13. Yeah. And I just remember it being like, and at that time my parents were really religious and at that time I sort of was kind of in that, world you know like I hadn't fully rebelled from that landscape but I went and I just like remember my my interaction with her my session with her I'm not sure what I was supposed to call it was really like um one of the more powerful performances or interactions I've had in my life but she just like she looked at me You know, because there wasn't a pandemic and we could I mean, like, know, like, like,
1: Tell us more
0: about
1: <laughs> being in the same room as a person. What is that like? I can't remember.
0: You know, I'm like this like young girl. She's like maybe 10-15 years older than me. Maybe maybe more. Who knows? She she looked great. She's Asian. She could have been hundred. She's so great. <laughs> There's a tiny little space. I remember there was, like, a little doll, not, like, in a creepy way. Like, literally, I think there was, like, an Asian Barbie somewhere. But I just remember, like, she just, like, looked at me. And it seemed like more than anything, she just wanted to, like, understand me for, like, 30 minutes. And I just remember that was so powerful. Because how many interactions do we have with people, paid or unpaid, right, where, like, the person across from you actually wants to know about you, right? Yeah. Like your yeah. present, your future, your past. And she just like, her, she didn't like shift away. She wasn't like, okay, what are we going to do next? Like, this is my life. Like, she just was like, let, let me figure this out for a second. Yeah. And I left being like, oh my God, like, what was that? So. Yeah.
2: And one thing, one that reminds me, one draw to fortune telling, I think is that you are seen. Yes. That I see you yes. for one hour and I see all of your great things. And most of it focus on great things. I'm seeing all of it. You're gonna write that book, you're gonna do this thing, and people were like, I feel I felt seen. I felt yes. really seen. Like you saw me and all my potential and all these great things. And I feel like, yeah, I'm gonna go and do it. I'm gonna change, I'm gonna do
1: stuff.
0: And even if you didn't yeah. get it quote unquote right, you wanted yeah. to see me. And I think that yeah. that's the really big difference. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, so can you sure. tell us about your ability, your relationship yeah, well, with it's him?
2: interesting because you historically talk about in your culture that it's lower class women. Yeah. Um, and so in Japanese culture, so my mom is born in Japan, in Osaka, and moved to Yokohama. My father is Japanese. Well, my, my father has passed away, but he's oh. Japanese-Canadian, so diaspora living in BC. Um, and uh, for me, when I started fortune reading, obviously the deck is a very Western, like it's a Western Rider deck. And when I was 19, a friend gifted it to me. And, um, you know, at that time, uh, depictions of psychics or fortune tellers were like these like sort of witch, women. like if you saw them in popular culture with a woman with, a, with a the with the head and that you know and it's usually a white woman <laughs> a little old little white woman um and um and maybe then um like so the star wars or some yoda or like you know a very disheveled older looking um creature or spirit um and i Had this practice, but also hid it because I didn't feel fully comfortable in terms of how the West saw tarot and fortune readings. I mean, you could go down West Broadway in Vancouver and see all the glowing palms and stuff and get in there and it'd be a completely different. It's not what I want to have connected to be connected to this sort of thing. And so it took me a while to sort of figure it out. But when I was in Japan in 2014, doing an artist residency and the project that I brought was that I was transforming my studio space into a fortune, um, um, what's what's called uranai no yakata, so a fortune house. And um, in an area called Koganecho, which was haunted um, by many things, American occupation, during the war, um, a lot of, uh, working class women from, uh, other countries, uh, Philippines, Korea, um, and, uh, you know, it, it had a, a neighborhood with the deep history in amongst the American occupation and the war and very haunted. that's what they were saying it was like, a, a, you know, an area that, uh, entrenched with the hauntings of, um, militarization, um, all, the, all these things and so i was there doing this project um and the one of the artists that was beside me who was a local um but she was from a region in japan um Aomori, which is said to have the most number of female shamans um she was sort of like you know this whole thing that you're doing it's not like it's like what in my culture or in in the region of japan we go the fortune teller more than we go to our dentist or doctor it's just like everyday life like you've got a you know i've got a toothache i gotta go talk to my fortune teller or my shaman first to just sort of check it through then i'll go to the doctor like it very much part of every day um and and also in japanese culture like they look at things like even blood type or your astrology um they look at omens uh it's embedded in the storytelling and in the myths and in the legends um different kinds of ways of looking at um you know how we read ghosts why ghosts come and visit why we have all these you know spirits in our in our folklore in our literature and i think that's for me a moment where it's like this is where it lands for me and this is why i do this it's because it's part of my own lived experience and through my own train of um things passed on potentially um and uh a couple of years later i was doing another residency in akita ken and, and that's very close to this place called aomori and one of the professors were like it was a form of economy for women that didn't have jobs but end uh, in this region and, and they use this as a way to make income because they wanted to make money and they wanted to survive. And, and that's what they did. And so I feel like, um, the, the, you call it power, but maybe I'll call it the practice for me lands itself in that, that history, um, as something obviously diluted and passed down. Cause I'm not from Japan, Japan, but you know, it's from, you know, maybe my ancestors or my parents passed in, in that sense. Um, and also, uh, I, I think, as a small child grew up in a family that always looked at signs, so we looked for other things to figure out what the heck's going to happen. Or, you know, I, I, you know I remember like uh, somebody one of our uncles passed away, and all my aunts called up each other and be like so what happened? And they're like, well, I came home from the funeral and a flower was moved from the vase, and it was standing between two pillows on the couch. And I'm like, I didn't tell you, but my cell phone rang. And it was my husband who was in the casket. Or, like, you know what I mean? Like, and like, and it was just like, and we just be like, not question or be like, shit, that was scary. Sorry, I didn't say something. I
0: was like, that was scary. Oh, I mean, you was, can, you say the way. words you want. Sorry, we a, Sorry. the Okay, okay. drop the bombs. bombs. Okay, love. Sorry. Yeah.
2: I, I just was, sorry for the kids out there. Um, the kids, so, do not, if you live Sorry for the demographic underscore. Just don't tell them um, this. Like... But, yeah. but do you know what I mean? Like, and in my family, we just grew up like that. And, you know, like, I remember, like, I, I, and as a child, I had this thing called kanashibari, which is sleep paralysis, In and across cultures, they have this, and I think in Scotland, it's called the old hag, but it's like, you're sleeping, you can't move, there's something heavy on your chest, and, uh, you can't scream or move, and sometimes you'll see things, and I, at one point, um, I might have been doing an artwork about it or a set of drawings, and I just did some research. And as a child, I think I have experienced all twenty or whatever number mm-hmm. of these kanna buddy experiences. Um,
0: Wait, and can yeah. you back up? Is it like a thing where, like, when you're sleeping, you feel like something's pressing you?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's and you terms, can't. Yeah, you right. have, um, and it's common in Asian culture, in Japanese yeah, culture, a, in Asian culture. It's like, oh yeah, that thing. <laughs> I have it all the time. Um,
0: Yeah, it's called Kawi in Korean. Where like it's like something is pressing you and you're up, but you can't. Yeah, yeah.
2: And so yeah, yeah. and so I remember as a kid, like having so like having that so often. um, Very vivid ones. I I remember just like sleeping and uh, I couldn't move, but out through my bedroom door there was um, a Japanese samurai-looking man in a white kind of kimono with the sword and he was just basically marching back and forth between the hallway uh like almost on guard between my brother's bedroom and my bedroom and then i remember years later having conversations with my brother and he's like oh yeah that thing that ghosty thing <laughs> I saw it too. or like oh you know and that and it's just sort of weird and he and i have had dreams before as we we're older and I, I would be having it and he lives in tokyo but i would be having this dream of like I'm in, I'm having a sleep paralysis and there's like this winged creature. And I just hear the wing, like a very loud wing beat in my ear. And then he would have the dream of seeing what the winged woman looked like. And it was coming to suffocate him or something like, I remember we've had, and we'd have this connection and I didn't like, okay, that's weird. That's strange. Um, but I think it, it shows how we're also powerfully connected by other things that other things are trying to shake us out of um, a difficult situation or coming to protect us or make allowing us to see different things. They could be scary looking, but doesn't necessarily mean it's about a scary trauma, but maybe it's about something else. Um, and so I think for me, maybe I'm just more open to it. And so then as somebody who is more open to it is able to pick up the signs really quickly um, and fast. And I enjoy it. And so that is why I, I, you know, do that, right? And I think that's maybe where the practice is rooted versus I was channeled <laughs> by a spoon, you know, or like, got oh, the gift came to me. It's not like that, you know? <laughs> because there are readers like that,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that it's, um, it's th- interesting to think about, like, protection. Um, and... You know, I, when you were talking about how you know when the cards sometimes turn on yeah. the listener, or you know the, the window slams, or all these things, and yeah, it's like I think um, it is like a type of warning or like sending some message, but it's also something that's protecting you yeah. as well. Like you know, acknowledging yeah, yeah. that you are yeah. someone that's like as the as the vessel as this carrier for this information. Yeah, and and the cards are just like no you can't do this to her <laughs> like, yeah. you gotta chill out yeah and, but i do think this is an interesting thing too to kind of um think about knowing the future as um as opportunity or knowing the future as something to protect the present yeah. in this way um as opposed to just being like you know we're only trying to like work towards this future but it's like yeah there is something about um and i think we're actually probably going to talk about it in our the next series that we're going to get discussed on um the podcast as well uh about how things that repeat or that like these kinds of um premonitions or whatever they are actually can operate as a kind of opportunity or like as a lesson or something that a warning to not do it again, to not do it the same way, to, um, as something that, as opposed to being that we're afraid of, is actually trying to protect something Mm -hmm. somehow.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, I mean, even in some Japanese folklore, um, there's always like the reoccurring ghost or the reoccurring thing that repeats itself, or like you had to go visit this shrine five times and then this message bumped out or something. And I always think sometimes people will come back for reading, they'll be like, you said this last year, you told me about Samantha, blah, 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 and I haven't met this person. Or like, you keep talking about this emperor and this takeover and I don't know what it is. And four or five years later, oh my God, it did happen, right? But the reading is all about this. Like people will come back, but like Cindy. This is the same reading from last year. If you think two things changed: my haircut and the pet. But this is the same. And sometimes I think that just that person just it's not ready. Not happening. That not ready yet. Da 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 da. And then now five years later, boom. Um, but yeah, there are people like wow. I guess I haven't reached there. I'm not there yet. I'm not ready there for yet. For that point yet. And you know it happens on it's a repeat other times it also could be a repeat like it you didn't get through it yet and so it's come back again so there is a kind of sense of like a, a deja vu uh, we've already gone through this again now here we go again <laughs> let's let's see if we get it right the second time Is it the revolving door
0: yeah.
2: did you get in or well, you didn't get it you missed it
0: um so in just sort of continuing that like mm-hmm. how, what it what do you think about something like fate and like the sort of the thing that is supposed to happen versus like you know change like as in like what's required for to change the future for transformation right and then like if we are really if if you believe in that then like what is the relationship between that and something like fate
2: right that's a tricky one well I think well here's the thing like I remember somebody came for a reading and was like okay so I'm fated to be doing this then they came back next year and they were like I didn't it that that didn't happen it didn't happen at all um, so I guess, like, I wasn't. There was there, it wasn't fated for me, or it wasn't destined for me. Um, but then in that year, so many unpredictable, maddening things happened, and kind of like, it's almost like that. Those deck of card, the the sequence of images thrown completely off. And that's when I say to people, don't hang on to this because this isn't the thread to destiny, fate, the end. Like, know that these things this thing could play tricks on us it's on precarious we're all on precarious ground you know what i mean um and so you know yeah i don't know And and then i think sometimes like change transformation is slow moving some people fast i think some people could take a situation a difficult situation and use it and transform the energy and blast forward and and they're they're just trained to be able to do that and some things are slow some systems in the world some powers are slow to change or never change sometimes right
0: i mean like there's just no way that you know like this is a podcast where we talk about k drama and we're committed to it <laughs> but um, but there's no way that like what is on my mind what you know what's on our minds like kim's mind my mind like all we talk about with each other is like how do we how do we fundamentally like like everything that we've been talking about for as long as we've known each other but like our desires for the world and for our lives are so much about like fundamental abolition and transformation of mm-hmm. so many of the systems that we navigate but also some of the intimate systems that we, we navigate and the intimate relationships in our lives. So I think like, yes, like Tomorrow With You, I don't want to make it seem like it's this deep thing because it's not. It was not a great series, let's just. We don't even know. What's it's the weird. title? Tomorrow is. We don't even want to repeat it, Cindy, in case you <laughs> actually watch it because this is not like a product placement for the show. But um, you know. But we did think it was really interesting that even in our popular culture, like representations within like the kind of fictional landscape of like, you know, of Korean drama and so forth, it was really grappling with this question of like, you know, feeling really stuck in the present, trying to go places to change this and all, just like wanting it so badly. Because I do think like that is, you know, that is the quote unquote structure of feeling It's like, you just, you really want it. You want whatever, like you, you want like certain overhauls. You want the, you want the um, some kind of like chance to change the thing called the future and the present because of the present, right? Because of like the ways in which like um, violence, just has become normalized in the present and so forth. So it's just been on our minds and we thought like, you know, let's ask Cindy about transformation. Like what is required of it? Like, how do we do it? And yeah. you know, etc.
2: Well, I think also it's like, who is in, what is in power? And and it, are those people ready to, are they ready to change? Are they ready well, to they're dismantle? Not, they're know? not, they're not listening. And they're movable forces and so, here come the ghosts and the spirits and all all the shit from the past. This here we go, and this is the overthrow. And we are angry. And like it, it's and I think it's it's who is arriving at the table to do, you know this is now metaphorically who is coming to the table to uh, discuss change? Well, they're not even showing up to the table to discuss the change. Do you know what I mean? Um, haunting is real the haunting is real
1: yeah i mean i do think that you know it is a lot about like why like what happens when you basically are when you're in a position in which you're going to a reading and you want to believe that also it's because you believe in the future and i don't mean in the future in the sense that you know it's just um we want better things for ourselves you know like I think it's it's about futurity as like we we want it to be something more than what we currently have and I think that 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 also requires a kind of good faith about it and in the same way that um a lot of people come to your readings actually not in good faith you know to receive that I think that's um also true of what we're experiencing you know all the time every day in our lives where it's not in good faith you know in terms of actually being able to to believe in that future in a real way
2: yeah well yeah i mean i'll read for some people that are just like not that you know not willing not wanting to change things and also again returning back going back to this idea that i just want the fast answers I want you to do that work for me Um, and I'm not going to do it. And, you know, and I'm I'm still going to act badly behave, or I'm going to still carry on the way I do things, even if the cards are saying something else and I don't care. And that's how I'm going to be. And that's how I'm just going to perform in the world. And I think, and it, it just, you know, it speaks to the gazillion People, there are people
0: out out there are like
2: that, you know,
0: (laughs) what to say, really. I know. Yeah, because it's like, what a contradiction that, like, you don't want to change, but you want your future to be just confirmed. Mm -hmm. Like, the version that you think exists to be confirmed for you, that you would go and, like, torture Cindy to be like, I swear, (laughs) I know, I just need you to accept that this is it, even though I am not the expert. Like I just kind of yeah. feel like we've been in that situation before. <laughs> yeah. Or people. Or it's funny.
2: I might focus on something in the reading, and they're like, "That's not even information. That's just nothing. That's nothing. It doesn't has no capital value for me. That you're saying that I need to slow down." and address the staff in your workplace or you know what I mean or something and be like okay
1: so forget about that but what about blah x y z oh, these yeah. people <laughs> just a mini rant there yeah um how are we doing for time on song is it time perhaps for readings Yes, yeah.
0: let's huh? do reading
1: okay okay so we're gonna do who should we start with
2: or should I just like let the cards be like yeah. is it Kim is a young song. Should
0: okay. I? Do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So everyone, Cindy's gonna do a reading of us. And then maybe, um, Cindy, could you also maybe whatever this means, like say a few things about just this moment? Is there a way for you to like talk about this moment or the future of the world? Or is that too- right now?
2: Yeah. Should I should I ask the cards? hmm Okay, let's ask the cards. So this is interesting. This is interesting. It's not. It's not bad. Um, oh. So the cards. So the cards are saying this moment is about the polarities coming together to have a conversation.
1: <gasps> Coalition salad.
2: <laughs> so two of cups is basically, Well, it's look two of cups, two of staves upright um, is pointing to um, two sides. Or more than two sides, but number two is coming up twice, right? Um, it's about collaboration, partnership, listening. Um, they're both upright, so it's about coalitions, allies, friendships, standing by relationships. Um, it's saying that you know it's and it's interesting because the cards didn't point to um, the upheaval or the the kind of like um retaliation or the the protest or the uh, um you know about the injustices it went straight to um a way in which people have to come together now um and people uh it's like the negatives and the positives have to come together two sides have to come together two opposing ends have to come together um but then the card beside it is that options and maybe this is for the U S there are no options right now. And so options <laughs> need to be, sorry, that was a bit drastic, but whoa, whoa. seven of cups was reversed. So I was like, <laughs> oh, this way would be that there are options, but right now seven of cups is there are no possibilities or there are no options at this moment because of this fog. And then a very powerful female figure needs to come in and step up to the plate. But this powerful figure is represented by the empress it's got feminine energy.
0: Hestia. Is it Hestia?
2: <laughs> it could be. It's the Fireplace. Um, it's about transformation, birth, new ideas, new governments, or non-governments, or new new entities, new systems, um, healing, transformation, care, looking at our health care, looking at our medical care systems, families, looking at... Family structures, um, looking at, uh, it's the feminine voice, so oftentimes maybe the voice is unheard. Um, it's about build, new, new buildings, new structures, new lands, new spaces, openness, the creation. Uh, it's represented by the number three, so it shows that two moves to three, so something will, something is added in no more focus on international trade global affairs or <laughs> no more no more about uh, power economy capitalism and le- and more about what's on the grounds
1: oh my god these cards she sees us <laughs> Damn. also also
2: what's happening in the institution what's happening with education teaching <sighs> knowledge how are we teaching children now? How are we teaching the world? So this is about education, training, um, usage of language, dispersed, how, 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 we, how we understand power, how we understand history, training, and retraining, unlearning, and learning, all of that coming up. Um, and, and again, to, to be able to trust again, To be able to be open so that we can receive the change
0: wow
1: that was not as bleak as i was expecting it wasn't that (laughs) bad it wasn't that bad
2: (laughs) okay should we go into the reading for the two of you
1: Yeah. yeah let's do it okay Okay.
2: So the first reading uh, is for somebody who's dating a Pisces. I think neither
0: of us are dating
2: Pisces.
0: <laughs> I know, I'm trying to stay away from Pisces.
2: Really? Okay, well, it's, it's for the person that has connections to Pisces. Is it you?
0: I Do I have more connections to a Pisces, Kim?
2: Maybe. I have,
0: I have maybe okay. some Pisces who are haunting me.
2: Okay, so this is interesting. It's about um, an individual that's um, going to have to work out the interrelationships with Pisces. So this is the message for you. Oh, that's probably you, huh? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay, so in July, you have a major event coming down the pipe. Um, So in July, there's going to be, if there's something that you could be applying for or competing for in the month of July, that will give you very big creative possibility um and options. Um and again there you may encounter an unruly or a strange Pisces person. Um that could be in the form of a love relationship. But you were you were to wait for the Aries Leo Sagittarius man instead. Um potentially Leo July-August birthday. Um, It's going to be a time, especially in the month of August, where you will feel that you're put to the challenge, and you'll have to speak up against some kind of institutional power of some kind.
1: All day, every day. All day, every day.
0: (laughs) I'm like, just August? So can I just (laughs) say, shut down everything? No email? No communique? No. (laughs) Just kidding, um, just kidding. But there, yeah. you will come to a place of equilibrium and
2: balance. Um, but you actually will end up, by next December, working out of a different city, but coming back into L.A. often. So there will be some travel back and forth for you, but not till next December. And you will be working back and forth between two cities, as I see you as the hangman, going back and forth between two cities. And you're basically doing just writing. <gasps> <laughs> and, mon- and money will arrive.
0: That fuck you money. It will <laughs> arrive?
2: Yeah, we got money coming.
0: Yay! I don't want money, I just want fuck you money to be clear. There's <laughs> money coming. Yeah.
2: There's money coming. And you're supposed to become really good friends with a woman who's Aquarius, powerful Aquarius, and then a, the dark haired Pisces, Cancer, Scorpio woman will help you.
0: So is this the Pisces person from before who was no, not? No, this healthy? is new. Brand okay. new, brand, okay. brand new. So don't. Got so know, many Pisces. Brand new, brand new. It's turning really hard to my life of the Pisces. Brand new.
2: And it's, like, <laughs> um, it's also an opportunity for you to kind of, without looking, this opportunity is going to come your way. Uh, it's going to be offered to you by a very powerful woman from the North. Um, you will have to be in the public eye a lot. So no hiding anymore. Oh, no. (laughs) You're going to have to be, it's a public position. It's out in the, uh, but it involves. I mean, what's what's public in Zoom life anyway? Well, you're going to be in demand. Uh, There is going to be, and um, this individual that you are with is an emperor, an Aries Leo Sage man, that. Usually travels in his work, but it's not traveling. But the two of you you will move together someplace far and be working back and forth.
0: I love this feature, (laughs) (laughs) I'm into it. Oh my
2: gosh. Okay, so now the next one. Thank you, Cindy. You're welcome. Okay, I think this one's for Kim. So um, pay attention. So in May you got offered something is coming. There was an offer in May, potentially, and then uh, some some mass disasters in the world. <laughs>
1: my reading confirms like, Yeah, yeah. there's some disasters the global pandemic there was some
2: like heaviness where you were like having to save everybody and the weight and the enormity of the labor was so overbearing like a heavy aluminum roof on your back there has been some sleepless evenings where there are thoughts of oh my god and just the shades of insomnia or just wide awake Um, but it looks like you are going to be offered an opportunity by, um, there's going to be a a woman that's offering you something. Uh, you're going to be by the big bridge. You're going to the city with the big bridge by the, by the water. And it's very artistic and creative and very powerful and empowering. The communities near you will be a bit impoverished or sad or going through a lot of upheaval disillusionment confusion so you're going to be sort of immersed in an environment
1: you know, um, I'm, I relate
2: <laughs> um, but it will give you it's it's imaginative, creative very powerful, transformative, artistic um, you enjoy it it is It is still in the arts
0: I was sort like, of, Cindy, um, you really know how to describe artists and art people <laughs>
2: Um. There's your, the there's a strong S in the space. Uh, or a strong S. I I've seen picking up a strong S in the space. Also, you really enjoy the gray-haired woman that sits on your advisory board or something that you will bond with very often. She doesn't show up a lot because she's quite older, but there's going to be a very powerful woman you respect that you will be working closely with um and uh eventually it will lead to um an increase in salary and money um a retransformation you're basically going to fix a space but the fixing will be great because you love the people
1: and it will Asian eventually cleaning lady
2: and it will lead to your own home
1: it's a lot of coins a lot of tiny coins Got a lot of coins there <laughs> Any, question, any questions from the both of
2: you about those or anything we can go into further?
0: So regardless of who I'm dating now, should I just, like, I don't even know how to ask this. I'm like, wait, There's, there's just basically you're saying that there's going to be some pivotal people that are arriving into my life and I should be open to them. Is there anything that I should be protective of or suspicious of? Um, Know that right now
2: dating for you is a learning experience. (laughs) In a nice way, nothing weird, sorry. (laughs) So dating, relationships right now, this is basically university scholar. So there's something you're learning about them and yourself. But essentially, it leads you to a very powerful Aries Leo Sagittarius figure, like the sun. And it pushes you out of a situation, out of your cave, into the public sphere. And again, you've got this twice. You'll be traveling back and forth between two cities and watch out for a child.
0: Like a baby? Yeah. Just like any child or like... (laughs) Yours? (laughs)
1: project like a child and like a <laughs> a, a project that she's birthing <laughs> or it could be that this man is
2: younger than you younger so, man
0: so then he's like a child
2: he's young so that you'll have fun there's oh. a young fun energy
0: about it <laughs> kim and i are like what's the metaphor possibilities of that <laughs> we understand the literal but like yeah
1: we're gonna need to keep going yeah. with this one
0: yeah <laughs> You can talk about it after We'll finish recording <laughs>
2: <laughs> Oh my god Any other questions?
1: Um So I Am moving? Or am I Because I currently live By water And a yeah. big bridge Yeah Am I staying Where I am? Um
2: You're gonna There's something big Coming in August And you may need to move Whoa uh, okay. So, it makes, you'll have answers in August, and in December, you'll know if you're going to move.
0: Are we even going to be on the same coast anymore? on What's happening? I know. No. You know, I kind of... I don't want to end this, but I'm also like, maybe we need to end this recording so that we can ask Cindy some detailed questions. <laughs> you know, not forever, Cindy. Don't worry. We won't hold you hostage. Yeah. But we're yeah. like... Um... But, yeah, that's not a joke. Let's seriously end this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we're we're actually at about an hour and, like, five minutes. So is there anything that we want to say at the end of this? Or should we preview a little bit to episode 13 and 14? Or anything we want to say about Cindy? Or, Cindy, do you have any last things that you want to say to us? No. Just thanks for having me. It was very fun. It was so nice. Thank yeah. you so
1: much for joining our <laughs> podcast. You're
0: our first guest. No way,
1: really? Exciting.
2: Yes. He should have more. He should have more oh, we guests. Will. Yeah, we yeah. will have yeah. more.
1: Yeah. Um, and just to give a preview for the listeners, um, our next two episodes are going to be on the legend of the blue sea. So please uh, start watching now uh, if you haven't already. It's about a mermaid and a con man and reincarnation. It's perfect. <laughs>
0: yeah and we will probably have a guest for that one as well um and we will link to the cindy's information what she wants us to link anyway um she might not want certain links so you know (laughs) if you want if you want your reading you might have to pause for that but um and we'll try to i don't think we're going to do any posh items i think we exhausted them last time for the previous episode
1: Maybe? well there was nothing to write home about for the fashion in this uh series so um <clears throat> we could find more but we don't support you by oh, buying anything that looks like this we'll
0: <laughs> just link to some of our favorite noodles
1: and just, oh yeah that's right we yes. were supposed to also do this yes,
0: yes yes but thank you so much for tuning in and we will talk about mermaids and reincarnation next time Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.